0: are you ready to uncover your retirement solution? Learn more as Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you along the path of retirement and reveal the five steps you need to take to solve your retirement puzzle. Now, on to the show. Hello,
1: and welcome to Retirement Revealed with Jeremy Kyle. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you? Doing well, Eric. How are you doing? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the topic. I love taxes. Okay. Yeah, who doesn't? I lied. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fat liar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love tax planning. That's what we're talking about, not the taxes, exactly. but the planning. Exactly. And I mean this is it's a subject that people really don't like to have to deal with, which is taxes, but again, tax planning is a whole different story because then mm-hmm. you can all of a sudden see I've got the pieces in place that are going to save me some money and take give less to my my uncle that's a little shady. My shady uncle there. And uh, keep more in my pocket. So I think the planning part of it is the really exciting part. And the word tax just, uh, just makes you clench a little bit. But, uh, you yeah, know, we're going to talk about it. And, and this is a great time of year to do that.
2: Yeah. Well, it's not fun when you, you pay the taxes, but you owe it. So you better pay it. Yep. Uh, but I think a lot of it has to do with some misunderstandings and maybe some feelings like uh, it's out of outside of your control. Mm-hmm. There are some things inside your control, and that's what we encourage people to focus on no matter what topic or area of finance is focus on the things you can control. And uh, anything you can't control, just try to bring the risk down in that area, uh, try to mitigate that uh, somehow. But taxes, especially when we get to retirement, that's something you get a lot more control over than you might have thought. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And one thing, Jeremy, for, for my
1: new year, it's not a resolution necessarily, but one of my goals this year, it's a very, very small one. But I'm going to do everything in my power to save about $100 in taxes this year, whether that's just through better planning, through little things mm-hmm. that I'm doing. I know that's a very small amount, but my goal is to redirect that $100 to a charity. because Yeah, that'd be you, awesome. You and I have talked about uh, you know philanthropic uh, things before, and I know we're going to have other podcasts on that. But I'm, I'm hoping that everybody says, you know, the, the charity that I love and adore, or my church or whatever it is, I would love to be able to give just a little bit more this year to them and a little less
2: to that uncle that I'm not too fond of. So yeah, that's my yeah. goal. Well, you feel better writing that check. And Absolutely. you might feel better writing that check for even a few hundred dollars yep. uh, than you would writing that check for $100 uh, yep. to, to pay the taxes. Well, Teach me, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go, go through it. Well, uh, some of it has to do with just some, let's call it maybe a, a nomenclature is a big word, but just the, the definitions of some things. And a lot of times when people talk about tax planning or they think tax planning, they're thinking about how do I reduce this year's taxes? Which in reality, they're talking about how do I reduce last year's taxes, it, yeah. right? Yep. If it's March or April and you're doing your taxes, that's last year, you know, that year is done. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, uh, you're just trying to make sure everything's correct and, and so forth. But let's just define something real quick. And And we may have mentioned before, we're part of the Wisconsin Institute of CPAs and this isn't uh, even just a financial advisor thing, this is also a um, tax person situation, that there is a difference between something called tax advice versus tax planning. And mm-hmm. let's just talk about that real, real quick. Nice. So um, the idea of tax advice, that's helping you fill out and make changes to your current tax year. Uh, when your tax advisor, right, you go to your CPA, your accountants, they're giving you tax advice when they're helping you fill out uh, last year's taxes, or maybe you're someone that uh, owns a business or is setting up a business and they're giving you advice on you should do this type of retirement plan or you should incorporate your business in this uh, certain level, that's actually tax advice. When they can tell you, you know, here's the dollar amount uh, to the penny, how it's gonna affect you, it involves tax forms and things like that. And a lot of times it's either kind of current year looking or looking at last year. Mm -hmm. In tax planning, tax planning is when we make some assumptions about your situation, and just see how could this affect you over your whole lifetime. And that's where we feel you can get the biggest bang uh, for your time, biggest bang for your buck, is to focus on the tax planning. Usually the rest of your life is going to be longer than last year. right? Uh, So let's take a look. Uh, When someone like your financial planner, someone like us, says, hey, you got your required minimum coming up in 10 years, it might push you to another higher tax bracket. Let's do something about it now. I mean, that's some really... For thinking, if we're making some decisions that might affect you uh, ten years down the road, but in reality, if you don't make those decisions, it's still going to affect you ten years down the road or longer. Yeah, so you may exactly. as well make decisions that uh, you've thought through and you've kind of weighed the pros and cons, and that's the tax planning part of it that we like to focus on. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's the best place to start, I think, right? Yeah, and that's uh, just kind of creates a little bit of a a problem almost in a way, when people uh, feel like they're doing tax planning, when they're talking to someone that's a tax advisor. So sometimes we'll talk about tax planning, and they'll say, oh, I got my accountant, he did my taxes last year. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's that's great, you want your taxes (laughs) done correctly, but if your financial advisor or your tax person, whoever it is, isn't talking through your financial situation and how it might change, and how that might uh, project out into the future, and how actions you can take today can affect your future. That's not actually tax planning, and it's the tax planning that we like to really uh, help you figure out and make some decisions on. Mhm. All right. Yeah. Yeah, another part of it again just kind of these definitions, but it's so important is uh, a couple words, you might have heard of some of them, uh, but there's your tax bracket. A lot of people I think mm-hmm. have heard of that. Yep. There's your effective tax rates. A lot of times your accountants, uh, your tax person will give you your tax returns and they'll say, just an example, uh, let's say you had 100,000 of income and you paid eight grand in taxes, in Mm -hmm. federal uh, taxes. They'll say, oh, you you had an effective tax rate of 8%. Yes. And you might hear that and feel like you're paying uh, taxes at an 8% rate. Um, You might be in the tax bracket of 12% And that's just the way that the U.S. tax code works, where uh, the first few dollars pays a lower rate, and then the next few dollars pays a lower rate, and then as you make more money, those next dollars pay a higher rate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's where we get into the concept of something called marginal. Marginal taxes is saying, if I take this action, if I have an extra thousand bucks of income, or maybe I have an extra thousand dollars as a deduction, how is the taxes gonna change on that specific Thousand dollars. That's called the marginal uh, rate. So just uh, think it through. A lot of clients that we have. Uh, let's just say your income's about a hundred thousand. Uh, you're getting close to the top of that twelve percent bracket. Let's just pretend you just hit it. You hit the top of the twelve percent bracket. Well, the next bracket's twenty-two percent. So here you are. You think I'm in the tax bracket twelve percent. Maybe your tax person figured out and said you paid eight thousand in taxes, so you have an effective tax rate of eight percent. But in reality, your marginal rate, right? The next thousand bucks, if you made a hundred and one thousand as an example, let's just say this next thousand bucks goes into the 22% bracket. Well, now that thousand dollars, that one thousand dollars itself, you paid two hundred twenty dollars in taxes on it. That's a 22% marginal tax rate on Mm -hmm. that specific decision, on that specific dollar amount. And that's the one that really matters. That's probably the one you see the least but that's the one that affects you the most. And that's what we really like to key in on is what is your marginal tax bracket, uh, or sorry, what is your marginal tax rate and how will it change based on certain situations or certain decisions you make? Gotcha, okay. It's a little complex, but our hope is to simplify it down, uh, help you make some different uh, decisions. And one of the key ways to do that is just to look at how will my taxes change when certain points in my life happen, right? A lot of people are not yet retired. They probably wanna retire, right? Uh, your taxes will probably change before retirement and after retirement. Oftentimes with retirement, you get on Social Security. Your taxes will probably change before and after Social Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, uh, you might get to what used to be the age of 70 and a half. They just changed this tax law in December 2019. Uh, now it's 72. So the age of 72 is when you start the required minimum distributions. Your taxes might change before that happens and after that happens. And the one that a lot of people don't uh, realize or plan for is the fact that your taxes will probably change when there's two of you, when it goes down to one, right? We get into mid 80s or around 90 or so and perhaps somewhere around that point in time, the first person, the couple dies. Uh, very, very unfortunate, obviously. But from a financial standpoint, your taxes change as well. You're no longer married, you're now a single individual and your taxes are gonna change then. So we can somewhat uh, look at these um, crossover points and say what's gonna happen before and after retirement and, and so forth and see how's this marginal tax rate uh, gonna be showing up and I don't know about you but I think if I see a marginal rate that's lower than the rest, I'm gonna to try to pay taxes at that rate versus another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so let's just uh, go through and talk about what happens uh, before and after you retire and, and all those uh, different areas. Okay. Right, so where this gets a little bit um, interesting and new for folks, right? We work with people all the time that are preparing to retire. We like to help you retire and stay retired is uh, the way we like to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, so if you're not yet retired, you haven't hit that yet. You've had 30 years, 40 years of kind of the same thing. And in a way, the same thing is you make your salary, you have some deductions perhaps you fill out your taxes it feels like you can't really change it right but after retirement you can you can change a lot of things right so before you retired you got your 401k iras different things that maybe can affect your deductions but after retirement you get to choose when your income shows up in your tax return you know if i walked into my boss's office and said hey can i work this year but you pay me next year that probably isn't going to fly i think actually tax wise it's not going to fly either but when you're retired, you can call up your 401k or call up your IRA and say, hey, it's uh, you know 2020, I need some money, but I'm gonna take it out in 2019. Or you can make your taxable income show up in one year, but actually use it the next year. Or perhaps you do the opposite. You can use some money in one year, but push out the taxes to another year, uh, right? If you take money from your savings account, you're not paying taxes on that. And mm-hmm. then maybe the next year, you replenish that. If I need 10 grand out in December, I could take it from my savings account and then call up my IRA in January and replenish that. Well, it's next year that the taxes are gonna show up. So you have a lot of control in retirement and that's just something that people aren't used to is the fact that you get to control your taxes before and after retirement. So that's just kind of the first concept that we want people to understand is you can control your taxes quite often in retirement. and It's making decisions on when do you have income showing up or when you take deductions, you can even move your deductions around a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's the biggest thing that people probably don't
2: know is that they have more control than they think. Yeah, that's exactly it. A lot of times that's a, uh, you know, you can get some psychological and, you know, philosophical debate here, but uh, mm-hmm. the idea is you, you do have a lot of control and understanding that and making use of that, you're going to come out ahead in the long run for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what's next? Well, another way one. Oftentimes you retire and then you hit social security, Mm -hmm. we encourage people. And of course you have a social security episode uh, talking about that. So uh, go back and check out that episode where we dive in for about half an hour on social security. Uh, But the idea is you can take social security when you want to. And oftentimes you end up delaying social security because your taxes will change before you take it and after you take it. And it's so odd. And it's really where this marginal rate comes in. It's just a very odd way that they figured out how to tax Social Security. Uh, what they do, and they came up with this uh, back in the early 80s. They, they say that, um, this thing called provisional income. Like, we'll tax part of your Social Security dependent on, let's do a formula, formula first and figure out if we're gonna tax your Social Security, and if so, how much of it. So they do this uh, formula. Uh, trust me, if you ha- don't have a tax person by the time you go on Social Security, you'll want it just for this. Right, Um, and they'll they'll figure out and say, well, your Social Security amount, whether it's ten grand, thirty grand, fifty grand a year, either zero percent of it will be taxed, up to eighty five percent of that Social Security will be taxed, or anywhere uh, in between. Up to eighty five percent. Well, up to eighty five percent of it becomes taxable. Your tax rate is actually different. So okay, uh, that's (laughs) That's just um, that scared me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, people hear that and they think 85% taxes, it's actually 85% taxable. Taxable, Um, got it, okay. Yeah, yep. But uh, what that means is that your $1,000 of Social Security, that might show up as zero on your tax form, might show up as 850 bucks in your tax form, or anywhere in between. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get a little danger coming in from this idea of, oh, I've got an 8% effective tax rate, we'll just go back to the example earlier, or I'm in that 12% bracket. Well, we see this a lot with our clients, uh, especially, when they go from being married to single, right? You, you might've been in the 12% tax rate when you're married, uh, but we'll talk about this later on. Your tax rates will change, your tax brackets will change when you're single. But let's just um, talk about, we see this all the time. Got a couple clients I'm thinking of right now. They're at the top of the 12% tax bracket and they're maybe at the seven, eight, nine percent effective tax rate. So you kind of figure, oh, I take a thousand bucks out and my, effective tax rates eight nine ten percent so that's what i'm gonna pay my taxes on right not not quite the case mm-hmm. so when you pull out an extra thousand dollars if you're at the top of the 12 percent tax bracket guess what you're actually at the bottom of the 22 percent so that thousand dollars will come out at the 22 percent rate right because mm. you you if you're at the top of 12 you're actually at the bottom of 22. so you probably didn't know that till you follow out fill out your forms and you find out what uh, bracket you're in but what's worse is the way that this whole social security taxation comes in that thousand dollars of ira money or taxable money whatever it was uh, that will probably uh, kick in more of your social security being taxed so let's just we'll go for the extreme example which we've seen a lot we see this a lot of times um, again with widows especially a lot of times it's the wife but that thousand dollars of extra income all of a sudden brought 850 dollars more of your social security uh, into the tax form so it's not the thousand bucks that shows up it's 1850 that shows up on mm. your tax form and because you're at the bottom of the 22% you thought maybe you're paying 12% taxes no you're at the bottom of the 22% you're paying 22% well we'll do some quick math in our head but 22% times the 1850 is about four hundred ten dollars yeah so all you did is you took out a thousand bucks you're thinking that $1,000 is gonna show up in your tax form uh, either at your effective rate, which is maybe like eight, nine, 10%, or at the tax bracket that you know you're at the top of at 12%. But no, it's actually 18.50 that got kicked into the 22% rate. You pay 410 bucks, that's a 41% marginal rate. That's where we see it so often, These wow. the swing of where the marginal rate is, is far higher than what your actual uh, tax bracket was. That's a big deal. And I use some examples, uh, again, an extreme example, but we see this all the time, and it all depends on a lot of factors on how much your Social Security is already taxed, where do you take your money from. But we just wanted to really highlight how important this crossover point is uh, before you take Social Security versus after you take Social Security. Your marginal rates going to wildly swing. Uh, We see that so often you might want to run this, run your tax forms through some planning software, yeah. talk with a person that's that knows what they're doing as a tax planner to help you figure this out. Because by the time you hit April and you fill out your tax forms and your taxes are higher than you thought it would be, and it's a little too late. It's too late yeah. by that point. Well, and, and, and that's
1: just it. I mean, nobody likes surprises like that, right? I mean, surprise, you, you won something big. Great. Surprise, you just mm-hmm. paid a lot more in taxes. Nobody enjoys it. So,
2: yeah. Couple more times these crossover points. We're just trying to see. Okay, did the marginal rate go up or down? Well, whenever it's down, that's when we encourage you to pay some taxes, and let's let's break it out. But here's another one that oftentimes the marginal rate goes up, and people are making decisions that are almost gonna um, push the rate even higher. It's uh, unfortunate, but uh, you've heard of require minimum distributions. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's the idea of any money that you got this tax deduction on. Right, a traditional 401k, a traditional IRA. You got this tax deduction when you put the money in. Well, guess what? You got to pay it back or you got got to report it, show it up as income, rather, um, whenever you take the money out. So people retire 60, 62, 65, and they tell us all the time, I got to figure it out. I'm just going to live on uh, this dollar amount, and I'm going to wait to take out my IRA, wait to take out my 401k until they force me. All right, uh, I don't want to do it. So I'm going to wait till they force me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, I, but uh, my kids don't like to be forced to do something. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, nope. it doesn't change at 18. When you become an adult, you still don't like to be forced to do something. That's why a lot of people we talk to don't like to be forced to take out these required minimum distributions. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually when you do something uh, because you want to, you feel better about it. And you probably are getting a better tax situation in this case, right? If I'm 65 and I don't need to take the money out, but I do it anyway, well, why did I do it? Not because I'm forced to, but because I figured out the tax situation's better to take it out at 65 versus at what's now 72 for the uh, required minimum. So it's un- unfortunate a lot of people say, I'm just gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. I said, wait a second. So maybe it's 10, 12 years from now before you're forced to take it out. You want more money in your accounts by then, right? Yeah, I want, I want more money. Um, so you're gonna wait to later on when you have more money that's taxable to take your money out versus right now when it's uh, perhaps smaller and pay less taxes on a lower amount Um, let's figure this one out let's look at what your marginal rate will be before required minimums after required minimums and if you've got a lower marginal rate today why don't we take the money out there's so many different ways you can do it but why don't we take the money out Uh, Now, before you're forced to, because you want to, and you want to do it at that point, because you've done the planning and you figured out it's better off for you. Well, and that's uh, it comes down to one word for me: it's control, right? You have control.
1: You you are Mm -hmm. in control. You're not. You're just not some passenger that is strapped into this thing that you just don't know what's going to happen. You have the control. It's just like you you brought up the kids, right? It's when you force them to do something. You know, I've got some grandbabies now, and and uh, my granddaughter loves to play with beans. And uh, it's a very tactile thing, and they have trucks that sure. they drive through yeah. it and they, oh, but mm-hmm. when it comes to pick those beans up, man, it is. It is the worst experience of her entire life. She just can't understand oh, yeah. why she has to pick up all these beans. Well, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's lost, lost control at that point, and I'm, I'm for- yeah. for- forcing her to pick up the, you know, the, pick up the pieces, right? And mm-hmm. uh, that's what nobody wants to do with their taxes. Don't, don't be there just to try to pick up the pieces. Control the scenario from the get-go. And wow, the confidence level that you have, I think the psychology of it. We could dive into that conversation for hours. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's good. That's really good.
2: What's well, a new thing? And, and you know, it's uh, like we said earlier, you had 40, 35 years, whatever it is, where you didn't have much control over your taxes, but here you are with all these different situations, you got control over the rest of your life. And a lot of it has to do with when you choose to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's the last one. Here's one that's not the one we want to talk about. Uh, it's not fun to talk about. So usually people uh, ignore it or they're kind of surprised by it and hopefully you're surprised by it ahead of time so you can do some things about it um, but when there's two of you your tax bracket's different than when there's one of you and a lot of yep. people uh, retire and they're, they're married and they've spent their life together and they understand that they want to spend their retirement together but uh, at some point you won't be right somebody's gonna pass away uh, first yep. and we'll, we'll talk about uh, a lot of clients we run into we're just rounding some numbers here but a lot of clients your couple and let's say you're making like a hundred thousand just making some round numbers. When you make 100000 as a couple, you're probably in the 12% tax bracket, especially when you're retired. You're probably in the 12% tax bracket. And the way the tax brackets work, which is complex. There's books about this. But the way the tax brackets work is at that point, roughly half your income is roughly half your income is at the 12% bracket. So some of it's at nothing, some of it's at 10%, and like half of it's at 12%. Well, when the first person dies, uh, the tax brackets actually get cut in half. So even if you make less money, uh, you know, and that usually happens. You know, number one, the first Social Security, the lowest Social Security, rather, that goes away. So this couple making 100000 top of the 12% bracket, the widow might drop down 85000 you know, might drop down less. Well, let's just go with 85000 Well, now they have less income, but mm-hmm. they're not in the 12% bracket anymore because the tax brackets got cut in half. They went from having half their money at the 12% rate to half their money at the 22% rate. So we see this all the time. Okay, Jeremy, what you're saying is
1: that when when one spouse dies, the, they get the higher of the two for Social Security, correct? I mean, so if, if a spouse, and traditionally, I know that his, historically, men have worked uh, higher paying jobs, just because that's kind of the way the, the world has been working for decades. Um, they're the main breadwinner, traditionally. And so they usually have higher payments for Social Security. So... When let, let's say it's uh, you know the, the husband was receiving two thousand and the wife was receiving a thousand, that's three thousand altogether. But if he dies, she begins receiving the two thousand, right? But mm-hmm. loses the one
2: thousand, so her her income goes from three thousand to two thousand. Correct? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. that's exactly it and uh oh. it's a little bit more complicated than, than that but I, I love that example that's a great way to, to go about it another thing too just to uh, look at the traditional part uh, traditionally a lot of the husbands are a couple years older than the wives mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. traditionally the husbands get to a higher amount uh, first because they're just older that's just kind of the way um, life has seemed to work out uh, starting to change a lot right now mm-hmm. uh, but still a lot of people that are retiring today 60 65 they're they're somewhat close to that traditional uh, idea but either way no matter what it is if you have two social securities one goes away when the first person dies it's still lower one doesn't matter whose it is but the lower one goes away which means oftentimes we're thinking of this a uh, couple that we have uh, so often we're working with we're combined they might be making a hundred thousand Uh, Roughly speaking, they're at the top of the 12% tax bracket, Mm -hmm. which means roughly half their income is in that uh, 12% tax bracket. And we can kind of think of why. Let's just try to draw out a picture in a way. Is that, let's pretend the government looks at these two people, at 100,000, two people. It's like they're both making 50. Right? It yeah, doesn't okay. matter if they're both making 50 or if one's making a that's was make, making zero but uh, they kind of say oh you're making roughly 50 and for single folks when you add in the deductions and so forth that's like the top of the 12 percent bracket that's mm-hmm. kind of why combined roughly half their incomes and the 12 percent bracket Got it. so that couple that beforehand was making a hundred it's like the government looked at them as two single folks making 50 uh, in a way but when the first person dies even when their income drops let's just say it dropped from 100 down to 85. Well, now there's that one single person now, she's filing as a single person, making 85, mm. and she's got a lot of income above that point where it turned from 12 to 22. Uh, you know, yes. Roughly speaking, it's like half your income went from 12% as a married couple to where roughly half your income is in the 22% bracket as a single individual. Yeah, and that's, that's why uh. a lot of times you have uh, people that lower their income—they have less income as a widow, and their taxes go up. It's—it's it's unfortunate, but that's just kind of the way the tax system works.
1: Yeah, that's—I mean, it's, it's almost a penalty, right? It's a penalty for somebody dying, and that's. Uh, that, that's hard. And I, the thing that bothers me is, you know, a widow, right? She's a widow. Yeah. She's just going mm-hmm. through this tremendous, or, or or a widower, either way. Anybody who loses mm-hmm. a spouse is going through a tremendous turmoil, and they have to make huge adjustments in their life, and now they're going to be
2: charged more in taxes? Ugh. Yeah. Just getting and, kicked and while you're down. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't think it was intentional, and really, how how can you come up with a, a system that's perfectly fair all the time for every yeah. situation? Um, but now you guys know about it. And hopefully, this is like the last thing that happens as part of your retirement and a change there. This is way down the road. But we'd rather you figure this out now as you're planning for retirement versus uh, the widow finds out about it, you know, the April, you exactly. know, a year or two after the, the spouse dies. Like, wait a second, I have higher taxes. Well, that's, you're in the different tax bracket now. And um, we talk about this, unless you run the numbers, we like to run the numbers for it. People say, well, you know, we can live on less because there's one of us. Uh, well, your property taxes didn't change. Or, uh, well, we'll make less so the taxes will go down. Well, you know, it actually went up when we figured it out. You know, unless your income, unless your plan is your, for your spouse to live on exactly half, uh, which I hope is not your plan, <laughs> Yeah. Right? I hope you're leaving your spouse with more than half your income. Um, your tax bracket's probably going to change, uh, so let's do some planning on that. Uh, like you yeah. said earlier, uh, take control. We, uh, if we can project this out, let's take some control. And when you have that lower tax rate, that lower marginal uh, situation, uh, if there's two of you and it's a lower marginal rate, let's pay taxes on purpose at that lower amount because you might have projected out and seen, oh, it'll be higher later on. Let's pay taxes now while there's two of us at a mm-hmm. lower rate when we can afford it to help out that widow later on so that they aren't uh, paying those uh, higher taxes later on when they're when they're forced to. Yeah, that sounds like
1: a good plan. Jeremy, I know we're running low on time today. Is there anything in closing that, that we really need to be thinking about?
2: Yeah, we, we use this word uh, control a lot and control the things you can control. We, yeah. we talk about that all the time. That's a big deal. You can control so much. Focus on things like your tax planning, not your investments. You can't control uh, what's gonna happen in the world. You can't control what's going on in the stock market. But when you hit retirement, you can control a lot about your taxes. And it's really looking at what's your marginal, that word marginal, figure that one out. Uh, Marginal rate before a certain event and after a certain event. And then you can take some, some control and pay taxes on purpose on the lower rate versus when you're forced to perhaps at the higher rate. Gotcha. All right. Fantastic. Hey, It's complicated stuff, but it's fun (laughs) to talk about the planning part. It's more fun to plan out uh, than it is to uh, actually pay the taxes. So make sure you're working with someone that's a good tax advisor, but also a good tax planner. We talked about the difference advisor versus a planner, but you need a good tax planner too. It might not, probably not actually, probably not going to be the same person. And that's okay. Uh, but if you're a tax person, if you're a financial person, investment guy, whatever it is, if they aren't talking about this stuff, uh, we don't think they're doing their complete job. You yeah. you need this kind of help. Yep, absolutely. And uh, speaking of
1: which, well, f- two things. I want to make two points here uh, for the audience. You need to understand that that Jeremy has done this for a very long time, and. Um, the best part is is that he is not an accountant, right? But he mm-hmm. works with accountants, and he will work with your account. Uh, he will work. You know, it, it makes the team better when when someone can kind of orchestrate and and kind of be the coach of the team, bringing all these pieces together. So talk to him about that. And speaking of talking to him, uh, Jeremy, how do they get a hold of you if they do want to have this conversation?
2: Yeah, easiest way is to come check out our website kylefp.com, dot uh, K E I L. That's how you spell my last name. F P for Financial Partners. .com uh, a lot of good information on there and the top right is a button that says start here. So if you're look, looking for a good place to start, we got a start here button for you. Easy, All enough. Right. Easy. Or you can pick up the phone. It's uh, 262-333-8353. All
1: right, my brother, this was a great podcast. What I mean great information and my biggest takeaway is my tax planner and my tax advisor Probably not the same person. I never really thought of it that way before. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, a, that's given me a lot of food for thought. So thank you for that. And I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast with Jeremy Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeremy comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, this is a great one to share because, especially with your spouse, this this conversation needs to happen. It's a great time of year for it, and uh, the planning can begin now. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Kyle Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrive Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational, educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.